This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. WrestleMania weekend is over. Eight hours of professional wrestling. How the hell do you feel? Uh, I feel tired. That's how I feel. Now, I watched night one of WrestleMania on extreme delay because I spent my Saturday night seeing Chris Rock at the Borgata with my wife. And then after a wonderful, wonderful night together, I popped on WrestleMania and the Nets game. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. In fact, I'm going to spend no time on that. Kevin Durant scored 55. Patty Mills sucks. Steve Nash doesn't know how to coach. And the Nets lost. Night one of WrestleMania, watching it many, many, many hours after the fact, was a fun show. That's how I would describe it. It was good. It was all right. The Ronda Rousey-Charlotte match was disappointing. The... Bianca Belair-Becky Lynch match was really good, though I barely recognized who the heck Becky Lynch was. And I thought the Austin thing was as well done as it could be. That's the way I would look at it. I, I wasn't a fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin coming back to wrestle, and the WWE kind of kept it open-ended. Was he wrestling? Was he coming back for a KO show? Clearly, by the fact that this was going to be the main event of Saturday night, they were going to do something more than a show, and they gave you a match, and the match was okay. I think um, we want to put it over more than it actually was because we all love Austin. We all have great respect for Steve Austin. We all also understand that he's in his 50s, and he had a major neck issue, and he hasn't been in a wrestling ring in 19 years. So you want to be nice. You want to be gentle. Where there's some pretty cool bumps in the match, sure. This is going to sound very strange, but I'll say it anyway. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It's odd when we're used to seeing a guy wrestle with a look to have them wrestle with a completely different look. And what I mean by that is Austin wearing his Austin 316 shirt the entire time. It sort of reminds me of how towards the end Hulk Hogan would never want to take the bandana off. And so Hogan would wrestle with his bandana on for 80% of the match. And then finally it would accidentally fall off. So I was waiting And again, I understand it sounds weird. I was waiting for Austin's shirt to come off. In fact, when he went back after they agreed there was going to be a match, actually, it was before there was going to be a match, when he came out initially and he gets the big pop, and it was deafening. I mean, it was a ridiculous pop. And he goes back. He ends up obviously bringing back the, uh, uh, whatever that is, an RV, RPV, RT, you know what I mean, a quad, whatever the hell it's called. I'm I'm tired. All right. And I'm also sort of hungover. So cut me some slack. RPV, RTV, RMV, ATV. There you go. I thought he was going to come back in his gear, like with his leather short jacket and no shirt, as if, all right, I'm here to fight. I'm here to wrestle. But it was okay. It was fine. It did what it did. 
Uh, I, clearly, it was a better idea as a main event than Charlotte Ronda Rousey. Charlotte A shouldn't have won. That was a joke. Ronda Rousey goes out and wins the Women's Royal Rumble. Let her win. Let her win the freaking match. It's her first real, real, real match back after being away for multiple years. We've seen enough of Charlotte. You got to have Ronda Rousey beat her. And I'm sure she will beat her in a subsequent rematch. But come on, at WrestleMania, have her win. And so the fact that the match wasn't that good, it had a weird ending, and Ronda didn't win, thank God it didn't main event. The Bianca Belair-Becky Lynch match could have main evented. It was a hell of a match. And then obviously they wanted to give you that that feel-good ending to a show, and Steve Austin drinking a bunch of beers did that. We would see that again in night two, but let me go to the main event. Because to me, WrestleManias are judged by the main event. They're judged by the quality of the main event. And what happened? Was it good? Did it give you the ending that you wanted? And to me, this was the ending that I wanted. Roman Reigns should still be champion. Roman Reigns should unify the belts if that's truly what they're doing with the WWE and the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns was the correct winner. There's not a doubt in my mind. Was the match good? It was good. Did it have a a great ending? No, it did not. That's what disappointed me. Last year at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns had an epic ending. Stacking and pinning two guys in Daniel Bryan and Edge. That's a memory. That's a WrestleMania moment, as they say. What the hell's the WrestleMania moment from this match? He beat him with a spear? So, it was an okay match. I just didn't love the ending. It sort of felt like it came out of nowhere. And here's the problem. And I understand that they probably have tried to do this. And I think I've said this uh, whenever I've done wrestling podcasts for well over a year now, probably uh, maybe two years at this point. And that is we need Roman Reigns versus The Rock. The Rock is a movie star. The Rock doesn't want to get injured. I I watch this match hoping and in a way expecting The Rock to finally confront Roman Reigns. How else could you top off this WrestleMania? Roman just beating him wasn't going to be enough. And it wasn't. Because the ending sort of felt anticlimactic. Okay, Roman won again. Roman is champion now. It's going to be well over 600 days before you know it. I don't think there's an end in sight, to be honest with you. I don't see Bobby Lashley as the guy who wins it. Or Drew McIntyre is the guy who wins it. But I think much like, I think it was Money in the Bank. You needed that woe ending when John Cena confronted him. That was cool. That was badass. That was awesome. And we didn't get that. And so that's sort of disappointing. Sure, he beat Brock Lesnar. The right guy won. Brock unifying these belts to me would have been pointless. Where are you going with Brock Lesnar unifying the Universal and WWE Championship, even if he is going to be around for another month or two? He's not the long-term answer. Roman Reigns is. So the right guy won. I just didn't think they gave us anything cool, anything that we could sink our teeth into, anything we could be excited about moving forward. I think we're going to get another Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match, quite frankly. And I'm sure Roman will beat him, which he should. There, to me, should be no end in sight to Roman Reigns' title run. And hopefully, at some point, you can convince The Rock to fit in a match in his schedule. What happens after that with Roman? I don't know. There's nobody on this roster that, to me at least, 
I would want to have beat Roman and take the belt from him. Now, we do have a very new name, a new name to ponder, a new name to think about, a new name to fantasy book, and that, of course, would be Cody Rhodes. And to me, when you look at the two nights of WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes's quote, shocking return, even though we all read about it for the last month, that was the best part of WrestleMania over the two nights that it took place. And it was mostly because Vince McMahon, for a change, and we'll get to Vince in a second, because he was a big part of night two, Vince McMahon was able to swallow his pride. I'm not the biggest Cody Rhodes fan. I didn't love him in AEW. I don't think he's the best wrestler in the world. I never loved him back in the day in WWE, and a part of that could be the booking. Maybe he didn't have great booking or great gimmicks. He was Stardust for a while. But I'm a big fan of the surreal. And I think, I don't know if it was Pat McAfee who said it or if it was uh, Corey, whatever, who said it. But it was surreal. It was surreal to see Cody Rhodes in his AEW gimmick with his AEW music coming out to the ring. That was awesome. I loved it. I thought it was a great moment, even if we all kind of expected it over the last few weeks. And so do they have great potential or are there great possibilities in what they can do with Cody Rhodes and WWE? Yes, there's a great story to be written with Cody Rhodes. This is fresh and different. I was sick of him in AEW. Maybe it was in the back of my mind knowing he was a Triple H wannabe in terms of the power that he had. He don't have power in WWE. He's a worker in WWE. So sometimes a character who drives you nuts, a character you don't find entertaining... Sometimes it can change very quickly. I think we saw that with Roman Reigns a couple of years ago when they turned him into the the gimmick that he is now. The acknowledge me, tribal chief Roman Reigns. So Cody being in WWE is different. It's surreal. Is he ever going to mention AEW? Probably not. I don't necessarily think he has to. So can we picture a world in which Cody's booked correctly for the next six months, and he's a challenger for Roman Reigns? Sure. But I love the fact, I love the fact that they were able to bring in AEW Cody Rhodes, not some repackaged WWE Cody Rhodes, not Stardust, none of that crap. They brought in the guy who became a star. The most success Cody Rhodes has ever had in professional wrestling occurred as this guy with this gimmick. The American Nightmare. That was the best part of WrestleMania Night 1. It's the best part of WrestleMania Night 2. As far as the rest of the show was concerned, uh, the RK Bros, Street Profits, Alpha Academy match, uh, Academy match was fine. I, I don't understand why the Street Profits are celebrating after they lost. And I think the WWE is going to have a tough time with this Gable Stevenson. He has no personality whatsoever. They try to kind of write him into a storyline after mentioning him nonstop over the last two days and him throwing Chad Gable over to, I didn't think the crowd was that into it. It doesn't mean they can't make him a star. It just means it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take some work. Bobby Lashley, Omos. I mean, there's nothing to do with Omos. He's just not any good. So it looks like Lashley's going to get another super push. I assume it's a head-to-head with Roman Reigns, maybe by SummerSlam. So, hey, build up a proper challenger for Roman Reigns. The Sami Zayn-Johnny Knoxville match, I have to admit, was funny. They did a good job with that. It was a hokey-pokey match. 
I'm glad it didn't involve a, a prestigious belt, a once prestigious belt like the Intercontinental Championship. You had all the jackass references. You had Johnny Knoxville hitting a pyro button that burned Sami Zayn. It was, it was fine. It did what it was supposed to do. I didn't love Edge AJ Styles, by the way. I don't know if anyone else did. I didn't think the match was all that good. I didn't think the crowd was that into it. And I, I don't know if I love... I, I've always liked Edge as a heel. I'm not sure if this heel I like, especially when you change his music. Now he's going to be associated with Dane, uh, Damian Priest because I, I guess the angle is AJ Styles glanced over at Damian Priest and that cost him the match, if that's what you want to believe. The women's tag team match was fine. The New Day lost in two minutes. That was very odd. And then you've got the event, the match, and the matches that maybe talked about the most from night one, or night two of WrestleMania. And that was Pat McAfee against Austin Theory, Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee, and the worst Stone Cold stunner in the history of professional wrestling. McAfee was awesome. Let's start with that. I'm sure everybody agrees. I'm sure Twitter was on fire for it. Pat McAfee was great. He's great with the crowd. The crowd loved him. He was one of the most over guys at WrestleMania weekend. And he put together a hell of a match with Austin Theory with a nice cheap little victory. But if Vince McMahon is going to go in the ring and wrestle, And remember that was rumored a while ago. The initial rumor was it was going to be Vince McMahon against Pat McAfee. Well, we ended up getting it anyway. And it was horrible to watch. Vince can't move. Does he look good for his age? I guess. But man, when he was kicking McAfee when he was down, I thought he was doing an Orange Cassidy imitation. Lugau was over my house. He made that comment. He's right on. I was thinking the same thing as he said it. He's politely, gently nudging Pat McAfee while he's on the ground. The clotheslines were, I don't know what the hell it was. And so Vince getting a victory because Austin Theory interfered, whatever. I guess that's Vince's first win at WrestleMania. He's lost a lot of WrestleMania matches, whether it's Shawn Michaels or Hulk Hogan or that Fugazi match with Bret Hart or Shane McMahon. Are there any others? Was that, I guess that was all his matches, unless I'm forgetting one or two. Brett, Sean, Hogan, Shane. Not sure if there's another one. So good for Vince. He got a a victory, a quote-unquote victory. Austin coming out is fine. You're going with the nostalgia angle. We all know where it's going. Austin's going to stun theory fine. Austin stunning McMahon? Sure, let Vince take a bump. But... It was a reminder that Vince McMahon is a gingerly old senior citizen. Austin gives him the kick, and I'm sure everybody has seen this, and Vince falls backwards. Poor Steve Austin has to like go catch him and bring him back in to stun him, and then the stunner was ugly, and Vince McMahon, who has taken many a stunner over the years, and he has sold it beautifully. Not quite The Rock. The Rock sold the stunner better than anybody. And, and Austin Theory stole the stunner very well as well. But what was that? That needs to be the final moment ever of Vince McMahon in a professional wrestling ring. Or else he's going to die. Because when Austin kicked him to the outside of the ring and he took that fall, I thought he was dead. 
I thought that was how it's going to end for Vince McMahon. He dies in the ring after taking the ugliest stunner in pro wrestling history. And great job booking Austin to stun McAfee. Because when McAfee came in the ring drinking the beers, I mentioned I had a few guys over, Tommy Lugauer, John Bogan, who works at the station. And I, we were in disagreement on, will they have Austin stun McAfee? And I'm like, hell yeah. Austin's got to stun everybody. Austin should have stunned his brother the other night. He gave McAfee a stunner, and McAfee, like everything he's done in WWE, was brilliant. Not only does he sell, he spits the beer in the air as if he's Triple H, and that was kind of cool. But I love Steve Austin. I've loved Vince McMahon back in the day. This is it. No more stunners. We had plenty of them over the weekend. No more beer drinking, and certainly no more Vince McMahon in the ring. McAfee's got a future, though. I If he wants more matches and they can write some good angles around it, McAfee can go. He's a hell of an athlete. He's got a great presence in the ring. Pat McAfee can wrestle. I know he did NXT a couple years ago. Now he's done WrestleMania. And if they've got more angles written, maybe it's another match with Austin Theory. Pat McAfee can keep wrestling, but he's really needed on the commentary booth. He's the best color analyst the WWE's had in a very, very long time. Kind of cool at the beginning with Triple H. He comes out, he gets his last bows. I guess it would have been cooler if we hadn't known he was retiring. If he hadn't done that interview with Stephen A. Smith, if Triple H had just come out and basically said, I'm done, and moved on. So was WrestleMania good? It's a fair question. Did you like WrestleMania? This was a very forgettable WrestleMania. That's how I'll phrase it. It's not one of the worst of all time. It's not one of the best of all time. I think we've had a few of those over the years where the the latest collection of WrestleManias kind of, they're blah. Maybe they're going to mesh together over the years. I know 36 won't mesh together because it was an empty, empty studio. So we'll certainly never forget that. But I don't know how much of this WrestleMania we're going to talk about 10 years from now. And if you say, well, the modern WrestleManias don't stick with you, we're always going to be more nostalgic for Hogan Warrior or Austin Brett, there are WrestleManias, like WrestleMania 30 or even 31 with Seth Rollins cashing in that jump out at you. But yeah, it feels like the last four or five WrestleManias are Big shows, they're long shows, and there's nothing that really jumps out at you with it. So, it was fine. It was all right. It's a lot of wrestling. I think the two nights of WrestleManias are here to stay. I I wish they started it at 7 o'clock tonight as opposed to 8 o'clock where it's ending near midnight. But we got another year before we have two more nights of WrestleManias, and I think as we look at the next year, it's going to be fascinating to see how they continue to keep Roman Reigns interesting as the clear number one guy and what they do with this championship. They have unified the belts for, I guess it's the third time in the last 18 years when they unified it with Chris Jericho at Vengeance. It only lasted for eight months as the undisputed championship, and they kept that undisputed title for, yeah, about eight or nine months before they split it up again. When they unified it with Randy Orton and John Cena in late 2013, they had a couple of years where they kept the belt separate. What are they doing here? And it's almost as if 
the WWE's been vague enough. They have said title unification. They have used that term. But would it surprise me if Roman Reigns is defending the WWE title on one pay-per-view and the other title, the universal title at another? No. And I think if you do that, you at least have a way for Roman to lose, but keep the universal championship where he has the WWE title for a few months and drops it to somebody or they go in full unification. And if they go full unification, what, what is this title called? Are they screwing the lineage of the WWE championship and saying, nope, it's the universal title now, which would be odd. Are they calling it the WWE world universal title? How are they going to refer to the belt now? I don't know. Keep an eye on it. Is he going to be on both shows? He has to be. I think the ratings for Raw were better when Roman Reigns was out there on both shows. So that definitely makes sense. I think the roster split era is pretty over. I know you can kind of keep guys on both shows and just have the champion go on both. So it'll be interesting over the next few weeks and months to see how this is handled. But the right guy won. Roman Reigns victory tour needs to continue to roll on. Anyhow, I'm going to finally get some sleep. I have had very, very little sleep over this weekend. You can listen to Craig and I, Carton Roberts, 2 o'clock on WFAN as opening day is coming. Thanks for listening to this instant reaction to WrestleMania edition of the Evan Roberts podcast.